when you get to be this age, you see so many people passing away and you realize that aging is a privilege. It's a privilege that's denied to far too many. So I take it upon myself and I want to share with everybody else is you've got to be a steward of your health, body, mind, and spirit. It's up to you. Your health is in your own hands. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Do you ever stop to think about getting older and how you want to feel later in life? And maybe when you're thinking about aging and getting older, do you believe that we can change how we age? Now, I truly believe that we can with the right tools and information. And I know that when I think about getting older and how I would love to feel is I would really like to take after my mama who just ran a marathon and half marathon on the same weekend, just last weekend, a week after her birthday. That is almost 50 miles in two days. I swear, my mama is like a fine wine getting better and better with age. Now, when I think about my mom, these are the qualities that stand out as she navigates her 60s with so much ease and grace. She is driven, has deep friendship connections, focuses on her health, and has a beautiful, youthful appearance. Sign me up for that type of aging. Now, especially as a new mom at 42 years old right now, I think about the aging process a lot because I want to be able to play with my son Kingston for many years to come and feel great doing it. And during a time when 40% of millennials, literally my generation, have at least one chronic condition in their late 30s and 40s, and 80% of us are struggling with metabolic dysfunction, the more that we can know about longevity and how to easily implement anti-aging strategies, the better. Now, although I don't cover this topic often on the show, I am personally interested in all the ways that we can preserve and even optimize our health into our 60s, 70s, and beyond. Now, in my pursuit to really dig into what we can do and what we can do with ease and grace on a daily basis, I reached out to Anne Louise Gettleman regarding her newest book that explores all of the best science and research about longevity. Now, before I bring her on, I want to quickly sing her praises. She is a favorite person of mine. Anne Louise Gettleman is a trend-setting pioneer in the health and healing arena. She holds an MS in nutrition education from Columbia University, and she's a certified nutrition specialist from the American College of Nutrition with a PhD in holistic nutrition. She's an award-winning author with more than 35 books, including several New York Times bestsellers. She is a highly respected international leader in diet, nutrition, and environment, Her latest book, which we're going to be talking about today, Radical Longevity, which is a powerful plan to sharpen your brain, strengthen your body, and reverse the symptoms of aging. Well, let's bring her on. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that I see in people, especially women, is a magnesium deficiency? This powerful mineral packs a massive punch because magnesium is involved in over 500 reactions inside of the body. Now, magnesium is your best friend if you want more energy, better sleep, a humming metabolism, improved digestion, happy periods, and a happy mood. And luckily, you can quickly replenish your magnesium stores with my Essentially Holes Magnesium Restore Supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Now, use the promo code 
podcast and get 10% off your entire first order at drmarisa.com slash store. That's D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A dot com slash store. I will have the link in the show notes for this episode. You're definitely gonna wanna try it today. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast. And Louise, how are you doing today? Lovely. It's very hot here, Maritza. What's it doing in San Diego? It is less hot here, which I know so often people think Southern California is very, very warm, but that's not always the case. So what essential oils do you use to keep cool, my dear? Mm, I love peppermint and spearmint, and I make a little spritzer so that I can kind of spray myself with those and they smell good and it works. And I'm using eucalyptus. I'm hopeful that that will also help. Yes. And eucalyptus is such a great oil for just breathing. It's a great lung opener. And it's also, I just love, I don't know about you, but I love the smell of eucalyptus. It, It feels like I'm outside. It's very refreshing. And I didn't know that about spearmint and peppermint. So can I put that in tea as well? Can I make just some water and stick in some spearmint leaves and peppermint leaves? Will I get the same essential oil component? You will. You will. Because that's where the oils are from. They're actually on those leaves. Oh, I love it. Thank you for teaching me on your podcast. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I know you have a new book out. And what, what book number is this for you? Well, we're not counting, but it's a little older than you are. It's 37. This is number 37, God willing. Oh my goodness, 37. That is incredible. That's incredible. And what I know this this particular book is focused on radical longevity. And I know that so many of us are looking to continue our cellular longevity, you know, for as long as possible. Kind of what was the inspiration for you to want to dive into how we can curate that for ourselves? Uh, It was turning 70 years old, to be honest with you. I mean, I've done books on hormones, and I know you've got a wonderful book on hormones for menopause and so forth, essential oils. I've done books on men's health, women's health, detoxification, parasites, my favorite book of all time, Guess What Came to Dinner. I've done books on why am I always so tired. So this was the next unexplored territory, uncharted territory. And I learned so much by doing the book. So it was like writing the book because of enlightened self-interest. When you get to be this age, you see so many people passing away and you realize that aging is a privilege. It's a privilege that's denied to far too many. So I take it upon myself and I want to share with everybody else is you've got to be a steward of your health, body, mind, and spirit. It's up to you. Your health is in your own hands. Mm, mm, So powerful. What, when you were doing that kind of self-pursuit, what were some of the big discoveries that you found that you were excited to implement? Because I know you've been doing so many things for your body and your health for a very long time. Forever. Yeah, forever. (laughs) So what was an aha moment for you when you have really looked at so much over the years? You know, there were several aha moments, if we can dabble with some of those aha moments. The one that I thought was most important was the emphasis that I put on brain sharpening in this book, because we've got a whole chapter on sharpening the brain. And I did many, many interviews with people that actually have reversed their Alzheimer's. So that was an aha moment that you could not just control and mitigate and slow the progression of Alzheimer's, but you could actually reverse it. And the key to that is lithium. 
low dose micronutrient lithium. That was the biggest aha moment of all. Taking 20 milligrams a day can actually reverse those tangles and plaques that are so much a hallmark of Alzheimer's and other cognitive dysfunctions. And I also found that this is like a signature molecule. It's a signaling molecule that can detoxify and take away heavy metals. So it's a real chelator of the body in terms of aluminum and copper and iron. So lithium was my biggest aha moment. And also recognizing the too much copper, the wrong kind of copper from copper water pipes, IUDs and fillings is a real precursor of brain disorders. So those were the two aha moments that I discovered. And so when we're talking about copper, basically a a high level of copper toxicity due to just everyday exposure that we're getting? It's primarily due to the um, non-organic copper, which we call divalent copper, that you're getting from copper water pipes that are in two-thirds of the homes of this body in, in the country, at least in the USA today. And then I discovered a researcher, Dr. George Brewer, who felt that the rise of Alzheimer's was directly connected to the implementation of copper water pipes in Europe and here. So that's a biggie. Getting a water filtration system on your house is a no-brainer. That's very important. And also eliminating any copper in your vitamins and minerals. It has to be food-based copper from actual foods like a liver-based copper. But taking it in the synthetic form that so many people do in terms of the prenatals and the postnatals are very, very toxic for the brain. And copper has nowhere to go but to the brain because it is so new to the body, especially this divalent copper. So having copper in the diet and in the high dose that you're getting perhaps in your avocados, your nuts, your seeds, your tea, your coffee is okay because that's food-based, that's organic, that's metabolized by the liver. But getting it into this other synthetic base, so to speak, non-organic goes directly to the brain and is connected to the, the tangles and plaque that are so reminiscent of Alzheimer's. So that's a real biggie for me as well. Hmm. You know, I always think when I think about Alzheimer's, I mean, definitely the tangles due to heavy metals, but I also even always think, and I know you've probably looked into this as well, is our addiction to sugar. Is that playing at all any, any level of a role? I mean, when you were looking at a lot of the brain health, were some of those like kind of the lifestyle coming into play? Or did you find more that it was these toxic exposures that were playing a big role? Well, that is secondary to the toxic exposures because Alzheimer's is also known as type 3 diabetes. So that certainly has to be taken into consideration. And I give you a special diet to get rid of the sugar, the right kind of fats, the right kind of protein for the blood sugar level stabilization, having sufficient amounts of berberine and chromium and zinc, very important for blood sugar stabilization. All that is important, but this is unusual. Most people are writing about sugar, but nobody that I know of has covered the copper, the iron and the lithium the way I have in this wonderful new book. So that for me was like enlightened self-interest. And I'm glad I wrote the book because I never would have discovered that for myself. So true. So true. Talk to me about, so I know we talked about, we talked about copper as well, but you did mention iron. And, you know, for many of women, many women, we, we tend to be at times, we can definitely have a deficiency due to whatever kind of chronic conditions are going on. But is there, is, I know that there can definitely be a concern of getting too much. Well, if you're still menstruating, chances are you're not stockpiling your iron the way you are your copper. So that's a good thing. But when we stop menstruating, we're getting into our 50s, 51, I think is still the age when menopause officially begins in the USA then you start to increase your iron. A man starts increasing his iron at the age of 18. So taking a yearly ferritin test is absolutely crucial for people that want to live long and live healthy and live live strong. So that is really the key. And the lower the ferritin levels are, and I give you a level in the book that, it, that really approximates that of the blue zones, the longest lived populations in the world, 
That's what you want to really target. Because if you take a regular blood test and you show it to the doctor and he looks at the lab values, those are not the lab values of truly healthy, optimally sound people. So you want to get that as low as possible. And you start to stockpile that as well as copper when you stop menstruating. Because the only way copper, the iron gets out of your body is through the, the release of blood. So probably the most important thing that women can do when they stop menstruating is get a yearly ferritin and give blood once a year. Being a blood donator will save your life and save your heart. Mm. Okay, so definitely be looking. And I talk a lot about the ranges in our medical system, how they're off. Totally off. They're not healthy. No. And and particularly with iron, what you're saying is that our ranges, our normals are actually quite dangerous in terms of toxicity. So they, we need to have a lower ferritin if level. You, than- if you are over 100 NGs per ml, then you are starting to stockpile iron and on your way perhaps to a heart attack because it's considered the second biggest risk factor next to high LDLs in terms of heart. But it also is connected to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and ALS. So iron is a bad one because it's so oxidative. It really creates terrible oxidative stress. And if you have a vitamin and mineral that also contains iron, you're getting additional iron. And then you got to watch your iron pots and pans because a lot of people have a wonderfully curated, seasoned, you know, a cast iron pot and pan and well, you've got to you've got to get your your ferritin levels because we got rid of our cast iron and our iron levels went down to normal. They were fifty points above what's considered to be optimally healthy, and we just got rid of that and stopped cooking in that. And voila, we were we were back to health healthy levels. That is so crazy. It's it's crazy because everybody tells you to cook in cast iron. Yes, not if you're stockpiling iron. Not if you want to stop getting older. Yeah. Well, it's so crazy because a lot is you, you and I both know a lot of cooking, a lot of cooking pots and pans are toxic in their own right. And, you know, there's very few non-toxic pans. And one of the ones that is normally recommended is a cast iron. We actually have Salad Master. We have we have stainless stainless the steel. Best, the best, yes. the best, the best Salad Master because food cooks in a kind of like a... Um a little vacuum so it protects the vitamins, minerals, and enzymes. That is really the best brand of all. I'm so glad you mentioned that. But the cast iron and even the clay can be dangerous because it can leak lead into the system. So you really want something that's as neutral as possible. So invest in Salad Master. That's my motto. Yes. Okay. Well, we have those. And, you know, it's so funny. We had been using them, but a dear friend of ours was like, you know, you should just be using your cast iron. And so my husband was like, okay. And this, we literally had this conversation like six months ago, but that's, again, this is... Well, I have to tell you something. When I wrote the book and I I wrote about the iron and the ferritin, which I thought was really the aha moments for just a lot of people that hadn't heard about this. I had a client that read the book and he said, I've got to go get my iron levels because I think I come from a background where people die of early heart attack and so forth. His iron levels were 999. 999. That is 10 times higher than what's considered to be optimally healthy. So he gives blood every two weeks and he believes that the book saved his life. So that's the kind of information that I've written about in Radical Longevity. We want to save people's lives. We don't want them to live longer in a period of debilitation and loss of independence. We want them to live with gusto, grace, and a lot of guts. Hmm. Is there anything else that we should be mindful of when it comes to brain aging hazards? Okay, so we've got iron, we've got copper. 
You've got the iron with the pots and pans and your iron-rich vitamins and minerals. You've got to look and make sure that they're iron-free with the copper, copper pots and pans. You also want to look into the concept of too much Teflon in the pots and pans as well. You don't want anything that doesn't stick unless it's made from a special ceramic that is now out on the market. And in terms of brain health, it's the sugar. You want to get rid of aluminum foil. That would be another biggie. There are about 150 papers on the internet written by Dr. Aluminum out of the UK, which connect aluminum with Alzheimer's and so forth. So you want to get rid of the aluminum as well. But there's a lot of nano aluminum in the air these days because of the chemtrails. So you've got to be drinking a lot of Fiji water with silica, which is a contra, it's a kind of the antagonistic mineral to aluminum. So aluminum would be another one to really, really pay attention to. Now, is silica, can silica act as a binder? One of the things, you know, I, we've talked about heavy metals here on the on the show, and knowing that unknowingly we're getting exposed to metals all the time, things like copper time. or iron or lead or mercury, arsenic in our food. And so, you know, are there things that you recommend, um, Anne-Louise, that can help us start to pull these out? It's one thing to just find the culprits, get rid of them. What are some things that you're doing if let's say you you do have some high levels you're seeing you're you're seeing that this is happening do you recommend like binders like a, a citrus pectin or anything like that I talk about the binders in the book, but it really depends on what the heavy metal is. So I tell everybody to get an oligo scan test. If it's high mercury, which is with me, I'm very high mercury, very hyperactive. I have been since I had my nine fillings removed inappropriately many years ago. You want to increase your selenium. Selenium is the antagonist to both mercury and arsenic. So on a daily basis, 200 to 400 MCGs of selenium, that's a no-brainer. Zinc is the antagonistic mineral as well as molybdenum and a little bit of manganese to copper. And in terms of iron, you want to just reduce your iron and give blood. So that would be the best bet. I like the uh, modified citrus pectin with a little sodium alginate. And I'm also in love with, with just plain old uh, charcoal, activated charcoal. I find that works very, very well for people. Mm, okay. Thank you so much for sharing. Simple, simple, but you got to keep it simple because there's all kinds of zeolite on the market. I'm familiar with everything that's out there and I find that it doesn't work. People get sick, they get toxic. So the good old fashioned charcoal is the way to go at least once or twice a day, maybe one or two pills before you go to bed at night. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, and I think it, it, it's got to be simple and, you know, it's these daily things that we've got to be doing consistently. I think that's that's what I love so much about your work. The other thing I know you talked a lot about inside of the book was, you know, utilizing, you know, epigenetics. And, you know, talk to me a little bit about um, how how are we able to shift our epigenetics to preserve our immunity, our heart, our brain, our skin, our hair? Because I know that it's really about what we're doing on the daily. It is. You, you, just, you just read my notes. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Aging is 20% genetics, 80% epigenetics. So it's what you're taking, what you're supplementing with, what you're thinking, what your spiritual beliefs are, what your dietary habits are, what your exercise habits are, all that can overcome genetics. So the idea is you have to replenish your cellular metabolism. You've got to repair the cells on a daily basis. And you can do that with many different mechanisms. The essential oils is a very good way to do that. A little bit of redox signaling molecules is yet another. There are all kinds of stem cells on the market, PRP. You can do that quite easily, but you want to be able to detoxify, not retoxify. So eliminate the toxins, detoxify on a daily basis by taking hibiscus tea. It's the best detoxifier I've found. 
Mm, and I heard that hibiscus tea can stabilize insulin or blood sugar levels. It does. It cleans out the arteries. And this is such a great time to be able to drink it because it's so darn hot outside. So four cups a day will make the arteries clean. Four cups a day of hibiscus tea. It's got to be the bright red hibiscus. The bright red. Yeah. I love making hibiscus. Can we make, can you do a hibiscus iced tea? Why not? Why not? All right. <laughs> and Good it's not, and this is not a high source of fluoride. If you're taking too much green tea, because the tea plant is a bioaccumulator of fluoride. I'm not a big believer in a lot of green teas and white teas and black teas, unlike the rest of the world. Because I think there's a lot of fluoride that's affecting the um, iodine and, and the thyroid, because I see too many people that are low thyroid. So I think any kind of herbal tea, hibiscus is one of my favorites. Podarco or Tahibo is another one. And I'm also in love with dandelion root tea. Those are my best teas to get rid of the heavy metals and also to stabilize the heart, the brain, the eyes, and the uh, hormones. Hmm. What do you think about matcha? Is it still in the green tea family? Do you find if it still you, has If it? you get the matcha from a peak tea organization, somebody like peak tea, which actually checks their, their teas for fluoride levels. And I think it's wonderfully high in antioxidants without the fluoride. It's the fluoride that I'm concerned about. If you're making kombucha, it should only be from the peak tea selections. Got it. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yes. I don't think a lot of people realize how oxidizing fluoride is and even how oxidizing iodine can be, you know, if we get too, too much. It's always about balance and it's knowing your hormones and, and your, a little bit about your genetics, but it's basically what you're doing on a daily basis. We find that people that live the oldest, the most important thing of all is nothing to do with what they're eating or how they're exercising. It has to do with social interaction. So being in a group, listening to podcasts, being in a virtual group, volunteering is really one of the most important things you can do to extend your longevity into health, happiness, and, resi and good resistance. Mm. And how, how you know, especially I know a lot of us are coming out of the pandemic, we're spending time with friends and family again. What are some of the activities that you love to do, Anne-Louise, that really helps create that connection? Like I know that in Japan, one of the blue zones, like they have, they have a crew of friends that they grow up with since they're very, very little, all the way into their hundreds. Oh, what a blessing. But that's so important for the social interaction. Well, for me particularly, we do a lot of entertaining. So there's a lot of breaking bread together. It's not really bread. It's, it's non-gluten, organic, whatever it is, grain-free. But we sit down at meals. We're having a big Fourth of July celebration, which is coming up with about 90 people. So it's really interaction with friends, family, fans, and our uh, staff. So I love enter entertaining. I have a wonderful chef that cooks for us these days. So I'm very blessed in that regard, very fortunate. But it's really having meals together that's my, my greatest, my greatest, gives me my greatest joy. Mm, I love that. What a wonderful celebration coming up this weekend. Yes, and they're coming in from California. They're coming in from Virginia. They're coming to record-breaking heat in northern Colorado. I was going <laughs> to say. All right, and then I wanted to just speak into, because I know you do spend some time in the book around this, is unexpected forbidden foods. Now, we talked about a couple, we talked about some of the teas that are just game changers, like hibiscus, and I had just read a lot of that research myself, so that was really fun to connect with you. But what are some of those foods that we should be, like, what is not going to be served at the, the 4th of July party? 
What is not going to be served? Canola yeah. oil. What are those forbidden foods that that are actually making? Oh, these are forbidden foods that actually that make good you, for you feel that are good for you. I was thinking the ones that were not good for you. So what what is going to be served? What's going to be served instead of the canola oil is hemp seed oil and olive oil, which is not so forbidden. But hemp seed oil because it's an omega six. I'm a big believer in the good omega sixes. Love hemp seed oil and pine nut oil. I actually make a dressing with pine nut oil. It's absolutely delicious and very very good to clean up leaky gut to clean up H. pylori, to clean up all kinds of heartburn and GERD. So it's pine nut oil, good omega-6s, hemp seed oil, hemp puree, and hemp seed hearts. Those are the ones that might be forbidden that I truly think are true health and almost game changers for people. Mm. And you mentioned olive oil too. Love my olive oil. I do Vervana olive oil for my good friend, Stephen Sinatra. He has his own olive oil company. And it's got that California seal of approval. Mm, 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 mm. I love olive oil as well. And when it comes to these oils, how much are we talking about? Like, should we just be integrating them to all of our dressings? Because I mean, clearly these are oils that would be not cooking oils. No, you don't, you don't want to cook with any oils because you don't want to make advanced glycation end products out of the oil. So you want to use them in cooking. I put them on me topically. I put a little frankincense and I mix in olive oil and I put it on my skin to get rid of redness or a little bit of lavender. I use it topically and I use it internally. I don't basically measure, but I can say I will take three to four tablespoons of olive oil a day. Okay, good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I know that, that that olive oil is so, so phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. That's why, and it's very high in polyphenols. And what people don't recognize is just like coffee is very high in polyphenols, the right kind of coffee. Polyphenols help to make your your gut very, very healthy, very good for a skinny microbiome so you can burn calories better. So bring on the olive oil. Nobody can find anything wrong with olive oil. It is the healthiest oil out there. Yeah, and just make sure that you're getting a good high quality olive oil. Not cut with sunflower seeds oil or canola oil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. All right. So we covered, I mean, clearly detoxification, you know, healthy oils that are really going to help support our body. And I, you teeth. know what else I love? Yeah. I love macadamia nut oil. I don't want to leave your listeners or viewers without this little tip. We use macadamia oil if we have to do a little marinade because we marinate everything. We marinate, marinate, marinate. We don't just grill, we marinate because that cuts down the carcinogens. We do use a tad of macadamia nut oil because it's very stable against heat. So a little bit of macadamia nut oil goes a long way. Macadamia nuts and macadamia nut butter is my favorite. Mm, 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 mm. I love macadamia nuts. I have not worked, I've not used macadamia nut oil before. Well, we we use that along with olive oil. We don't cook the olive oil, but we do use a little bit of the macadamia nut oil. It's it's highly delicious. Mm, Love that. Love that. Love that. And then the other thing that I was thinking about that could be aging you that I think you spent a little bit of time on in the book is talking about, you know, the usage of Wi-Fi inside of our homes. Yeah, and that's a tough one. It is a tough one. I mean, we're using it right now. I know. And that's why I have my special Shungai bracelet on. Thank you, Valerie, Shungai Queen, Burke. Yes, I'm using that right now. And I also have something from Wendy Myers that I'm using. It's a tranquility I have, yeah, I don't have mine on right now. It's um, it's right there. I was running to get to this interview and I forgot to put my, my pendant Harmony on. Harmony pendant. Yes. I have my Harmony pendant. So, you know, you do what you can do. These really work. I feel better using them. That's the only way I know. But at night, I sleep in a Wi-Fi free environment. So I regenerate for at least six to eight hours. So that's the best you can do. I also ground myself at night with a grounding wristband. We have no electronics that are plugged in in the room. We do have a television, but it's unplugged at night. We unplug the the lamp. 
There's no computers. There's no phone. You got to do the best you can and put your feet on Mother Earth to get yourself some vitamin G, the vitamin of grounding. Yes, vitamin G. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. On the grass, if you can go to the beach, just make sure that you're on the ground. And also, I think just being out in nature can just it's be- It's so helpful. Hug mm. a tree, for heaven's sake. Get a lot of pine. If you can find some pine trees, that's the very healthiest for your entire body, body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. I mean, you have to do the best that you can. We're not living in an optimal environment these days, but just do the best you can. And don't wear your phone on you. Don't put it on your physical body. I think there's so much hip replacement, prostate cancer, because people are putting their phone in their pockets. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I, I watch women put them in their, in their, um, do not do, do not do that. Do not do that. Mm-hmm. Now I want to just quickly steer the conversation. You know, a lot of my ladies are in their forties and fifties. So going through the perimenopause, menopause transition, any, any sage advice you can give us as we navigate that big transitional surge, so much changes for us as women. Like you had said, once we start menstruating, a lot of our, some of our protections go away. Yes, indeed, and especially the iron. I would have all of your ladies get a zinc-copper analysis, either with a hair test, with a mineral test, where you take the nape of the hair, a little bit of hair, where we see what the ratio is. It should be eight to one in in favor of zinc to copper. Most of us have too much copper from copper IUDs or copper fillings or the copper water pipes that I talked about, and too much copper makes you estrogen dominant. So we've got to check on that copper. Most women that I work with, Marisa, need a little bit of zinc. They need a little bit of molybdenum and manganese for their blood sugar. So the zinc connection to progesterone is really key that people are not paying attention to. And the copper connection to estrogen must be evaluated, assessed, and addressed. I agree with you 100%. I absolutely agree that the the zinc progesterone connection, like we're just, a lot of women don't realize how beneficial zinc can be to our reproductive system. Unbelievable. And there's a test that I just discovered. It's been about a year since I first discovered it. It's called the Oligo scan, O-L-I-G-O scan. And it was really eye-opening because I'm a big believer in zinc, but I was highly deficient when I took the test. It's kind of an intracellular test that, that, that was an established way in France many years ago. And now there's a device that will give you a readout in five minutes by just shining some light over your palm. You need to actually measure, measure and test. Don't just take things haphazardly. I give you the types of measurements. I give you the lab values. I give you the way that you can analyze all those things in the book. But that zinc-copper connection for the perimenopause women is is crucial. It'll affect you for the rest of your life if you don't get it under control. So I now take 100 milligrams of zinc, which traditionally they say is too much because you can upset your copper balance, but not with me. I actually need that much and I get enough copper in my diet. That's where all that chocolate comes into play. Nice, nice. And what kind of chocolate do you recommend? The only kind I tolerate well is Lily's chocolate. Lily's chocolate. Dark chocolate. Of course, the dark chocolate. Yes. Is it? I'm taking it's dairy-free. Oh, it's the milk milk chocolate-free one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. I, love I it. wish it wish it were the other one, but I don't tolerate dairy very well. I don't tolerate dairy very well either. A company that I love, I don't know if you've tried them, is Hue Chocolate. Have you? Tried I Hue haven't Chocolate? tried the Hue Chocolate. I have the Hue Cookies, but not the Hue Chocolate. You got to give the Hue Chocolate a try. I think I it's 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 what is basic, it su- what is it sweetened with? I want I want to say it's coconut sugar though. I um I think, yeah, believe that's true. I, I love the stevia because coconut sugar is a little higher in fructose than I like it to does. see. 
It is. Yeah. It is. So that's why I like the stevia. And I, I tolerate the erythritol pretty well myself. I don't. My gut does not like erythritol. I know it's at very all. it's very individual. And we also use a little xylitol from the birch tree in the house mm-hmm. for a little sweetener. Mm-hmm. Or or sometimes when it comes down to brass tacks, we'll use a little bit of real maple syrup. Hmm. I love it. I love <laughs> it. I have always, I have a predisposition to type 2 diabetes. And so for me, sugar, I always have to be so, so mindful of it. I'm actually, I have a continuous glucose monitor on right now, just, you know, for measuring purposes. I find that so many of us as women, you know, we become insulin resistant, you know, way earlier than we think. I know. I know. And I come from a type 2 diabetes family. My father, my grandfather, my grandmother, the first cousins, everybody had diabetes. I have low blood sugar. I have to watch my sugar because it's constantly very low. So I use chromium, which is an adaptogen for blood sugar. I use a lot of zinc and I use manganese. People forget that manganese is a blood sugar regulator and half the world is deficient in manganese. If you have disc problems, go to manganese. If you have problems with your bone and cartilage, it's manganese you need. Hmm, manganese. And you also mentioned berberine earlier too. Love berberine because mm-hmm. it's metformin's natural alternative. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. Those are, those are three that I recommend a lot, especially when it comes. I just, like I said, m- most of us, we don't even know we're struggling with it when we are, but you, like, as you mentioned, measuring is so critical. Testing is everything because you really don't know unless you test and seeing is believing. That's why that oligo scan or the hair sample test, if you can't get an oligo scan, is imperative for people. I mean, I've had clients in their perimenopause stage that couldn't lose weight. And I always thought it was the thyroid, but I couldn't figure out why it was the thyroid. Because the numbers look pretty decent, even the optimally healthy numbers. We did an oligo scan and my client had fluoride that was off the charts. Mm, That that was having the impact. How could I have discovered that any other way? I could have guessed at it, but I, but I didn't guess. I wanted to be really sure. So that's why this test is so critically important for people as they get older, so they get better and age with grace, gusto, and guts. Yes. It's my motto again and again. <laughs> Where can we plug into you? I mean, I know the books are on Amazon. I know the books are everywhere. I have several of your books myself. I didn't know there were 37 of them. I don't have that many. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. It was before you were born when I started. Not to worry. (laughs) Where else can we plug into you? Where else would you love us to come check you out? So you can check me out at annlouise.com. We have a lovely podcast. We do blogs. We do interviews. I have a lot of media that I've done over the years. So annlouise.com. And if you go to radicallongevitybook.com, radicallongevitybook.com, we'll give you six special gifts when you purchase the book. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to have both links in the show notes for this episode. Radicallongevitybook.com. That's where you're going to get all the bonuses, all the guides, all the goodies along with the book. And then the book, I know it's a, it's out and available right now. And Louise, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your brilliance with us. I was looking forward to this conversation all week and it was quite delightful. Delightful for me as well. Keep up your good work, my dear. Thank you so much. Thank you to you too. Whoa, mind blown. There was a lot of takeaways on some cutting edge research. Definitely things that were not on my radar and probably not on a lot of our radars. But Anne has always been ahead of the trends by like a decade for many, many years. She is a trendsetter for health. But given all the new considerations for prolonging our brain function and honestly, our overall well-being, I cannot wait to dive deeper into this book and begin implementing things in our own home on the daily. 
Now, I am ready to say goodbye to symptoms of old age for as long as possible. And I know it starts today. The earlier that we can get this started, the better off we're gonna be in creating that radical longevity. I would say 30s is a really great sweet spot, but definitely any time is a good time to reverse the signs of aging. And we can do that by making some of the simple changes that you talked about, some of the more radical changes that you talked about, and then also just you know what we do to protect our liver and feed our gut. These are all big wins. But if you want to dive deeper in, like I'm going to do, I want you to go and grab Anne's new book, Radical Longevity, The Power Plan to Sharpen Your Brain, Strengthen Your Body, and Reverse the Symptoms of Aging. And when you grab her book on her site, you're going to actually get some amazing bonuses that come with the book. So I'm going to have the link in the show notes for episode 317. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening today on the Essentially You podcast. This show, as always, is about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. If there is someone in your life that needs to hear this today, take a moment, screenshot it, send it on over to them via text message or social. Or if you do share on social, one I love to be tagged, so let me know. And you can hashtag hormone literacy or hormone CEO. Now, coming up next Tuesday, I'm interviewing a dear, dear friend of mine and a yogi extraordinaire, Elena Brower, and we're going to be talking about how to create ease in your life, daily life, most importantly, no matter what. I needed to hear this conversation, let me tell you, and I'm so excited for you to get to dive into it as well. Until then, have an amazing day. 